Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I was going through Sozo Basic Training with Donna Da Silva a little while ago, and one of the things that she mentioned was that sometimes the things that are not from the Lord can, in some ways, protect us in a kind of twisted way. And she gave such an interesting example from her life. She talked about hopelessness. And on the surface, you'd think, well, how could hopelessness ever be something that you would want in your life? And she said, well, if you are hopeless, then your expectations are never going to be unfulfilled. You're never going to be disappointed. And she gave an example of sort of like, I I, I don't remember if this was exactly what she said, but the picture I had in my mind was asking someone to do a task, but then not really expecting that they would do it. So she would do it as well. And that way, if the other person didn't do the task, no problem. She got it done. And if they did do it, well, great. Now we just have two instead of one. And I, I think that continues to resonate for me because I would never think of myself as a very hopeful person. And I think about this too, especially as it relates to the prayer of Jabez, which is what I'm praying every day in the month of June and have invited others to do with us as well. Um, Because there's this question, (laughs) he begins, oh, that you would bless me indeed, which is a pretty gutsy prayer. And I know as I talk to different clients, they, they wonder, am I supposed to actually pray this? And even after uh, reading our book, Seek for Glory, I think there still is that internal tension around, oh, did I just ask for too much? Oh, is that really what I'm supposed to be asking for? Oh, <laughs> and so there's a part though where I wonder, do we not ask because we don't want to be disappointed? Because we all recognize times where we have prayed and the prayer request hasn't been answered, certainly not the way we wanted. Hmm. You know, I think about this too, because I remember at one point reading a missionary biography. It was probably a YWAM biography years ago. I don't remember which one it was or even the exact circumstances, but at one point, There was something like, oh, and we just didn't have the money to buy toothpaste, but that's okay because, you know, toothpaste isn't really an essential item. And there was a part of me that, on the one hand, I kind of agree, like, okay, a lack of toothpaste is not going to kill you, though if you go without toothpaste for a certain amount of time, your teeth will actually start to hurt, and that's not a good thing. But then I guess there's also a question, I remember one friend at one point saying that she had donated money to a ministry and it was, I think maybe she was going through a divorce at the time. And she said, I just fasted the rest of the week because I literally had given my money for groceries that week and things turned around for her. But the, uh, the idea of like, well, I'm just going to fast until my next paycheck because I've literally given everything. I don't know that, that kind of burst some of my bubbles a little bit. And While I recognize that when she gave that money, she was, I guess, expecting to fast. And that's not exactly the same as, say, George Mueller taking in orphans and 
than just trusting that they would never have to all fast corporately for a week. It messes with me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. These are hard stories to try to navigate. But there's a part where I think what Jesus says is that God is our father. And so when one of my friends wrote and said, if I'm looking ahead to this summer, do I ask for shoes for my children? Or can I ask for a blender too? Or maybe a blender that would help puree my sauces a little bit more cleanly. And there's a part where I'm like, he's your dad, ask him for everything. And I think partially if this, be- <laughs> okay, I feel like at least in years, certain years of my own Christian journey, there have been times where the emphasis was really strongly on the passage in James 4, where you have not because you ask not, but when you do ask, you're asking with wrong motives, you may spend what you get on your pleasure. And so then it, like the the so-called faithful thing, in quotes, faithful thing, was to examine every request really in depth and kind of look it over and search your heart. And to me, I never found much joy in that. I, I think it would, <laughs> what is it like the journey to my, I took a journey to myself. It was a pretty short trip. Uh, yes, that's definitely how I felt like, wow, if I'm going to go and try to be all inside my mind, that's not the best place for me to live. I don't actually like it there very much. And so at this point, I guess I don't really examine my requests a whole lot. I really just ask the Lord for everything and um, trust that because I'm his beloved daughter, that he'll correct me if I'm out of line. But I think (laughs) I would rather be just living with the Lord and hearing his heart as much as possible rather than going internal about my own requests. I don't know if that makes sense, but sort of like any request that I make, if I really examined it, maybe 90% of it is holy and 10% of it is selfish or something. And I just don't actually want to live my life like that. I really would like to say, Lord, my life is yours. I want to be, (laughs) I want the mind of Christ to the fullest extent possible. And so in in the midst of working and walking that out, then please correct me and show me what you have for me. And so, Lord, I'm asking this for all of us, that we would come to see you more deeply as our Father, that we would be so excited that you walk with us, <laughs> that, that you love us so much. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.